Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, sorry for the, uh, we're about a minute late, but uh, I couldn't find my button on my screen. It was off my screen. Anyway, anyway it's, uh, it's Mark. Um, it's Friday, 2 o'clock, um, June 16th, which is pretty cool. There's been a lot of racing going on, which is awesome. You guys are kicking ass. Um, we, took a, we took a sweep, I think, on the 370.3s for the, for the club championships, which is really cool. And um, thank you for that, everybody that is registered for Team Zoo, all you guys that are watching or, or watching later. It's super important um, that if you guys are racing an Ironman and uh, you make sure your Ironman profile is set up for Team Zoo because we get so much cool stuff um, the following year as like free race entries, um, VIP passes that we give off and all, this, all that stuff. And we actually will have two VIP passes to give away today um, uh, for Ironman Lake Placid, which is pretty, pretty cool coming up. So I want to give you guys a quick update before we bring our guest on today. What's up, Brian? Um, so I'm sending out, I sent it, one went out 15 or 17 minutes ago and another email is going to go out at 2.15 Pacific time about the Kona and the Nice World Championship kits. So like we've done the last couple of years, we make um, special edition kits for these like pretty cool races. If you guys qualify for any of the world championships and we put your name on the back of it, which is rad. And we figure you guys, it's a special event. So you guys, it's, it'll be like a one and done um, kit to use. And again, it's totally optional. You could wear that the bright yellow kit on race day if you want, but if you want something that like will, will kind of, um, that you can remember, like remember the day a little bit more for them. When you look back, we did make these kits and um, they are on sale as of today. And it is pre-order custom as usual. So you guys know your sizes and um, what else? I think I'm forgetting something, but maybe not, but check it out. So they'll go out today. So, so don't wait on these guys. If there's, there's three world championship races this year for Ironman and it's a little bit harder for us to pull this off for you guys, especially the late qualifiers. So if you guys qualify, please, I, I, I beg you not to wait to put your order in if you guys want one of these. So check this out. Here is the Nice kit. So it all looks pretty similar to the, to the end, to the, this year's kit, um, except for um, we did some special things to it. And this is the LTD one. This is not the P1. Um, this is the LTD version of the Nice kit. So check it out. It looks pretty cool. And this is team captain, John Romay. Uh, we put his name on it. Got a little nice thing on there. Check it out. Then, Melissa, I heard Mark might come to Finland. If the boss is watching, I'm still, I'm, I'm still, I'm putting my hat in the, I will, I will take that 21 hour flight or whatever it is to go to Finland just to see you guys race. Um, here's a Kona kit. This is a women's Kona. And this is the, the LTD one. So again, it kind of looks like the, our inline kit this year, except for different colors. Obviously, Kona, we want it white. Um, and this is our other uh, SoCal team captain, uh, Christina Lauer. So both our team captains are racing world championships this year, which is awesome. Um, so this one looks really cool. And then we have the P1 version uh, right here. Both versions are sublimated too, so which is pretty cool, which means they have printing all the way on the bottom. So P1 
and the LTD. So if you guys are, are qualified and you want a cool kit with your name on it, so people could give you some encouragement and then you could hang on the wall or do whatever you triathletes do um, after these iconic races. Um, or if you win, we could put them up uh, on our wall, just like we have, uh, just like we have Ben's kit. Um, we actually have a few of his kits on the wall. So um, don't wait. Order those now. If you guys have any questions, um, please email us and we'll take care of it. So that's a long pause. So the same day, I believe, as our 70.3 Oregon shootout is Ironman Lake Placid. And this, our guest today is obviously Ben Hoffman. He's been with Zoot forever, which is really cool. Um, and uh, he, didn't, he didn't have this uh, facial hair back in the day, but now he's, he's a little bit older and he's a little bit wiser. So he grows a mustache um, just to make him look even more mysterious. But he's still fast as hell. And he's like, you know, he's putting, he's putting in some like killer times. He just had a really good race in Alcatraz. Um, and uh, he's got his, his sights on Lake Placid next. So um, we're going to bring Ben on and, and chat with him. So, so please bring questions if you guys have them. We could ask, this is, your, this is your chance to ask Ben something. What's up, Ben? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good to be on here. Um, happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday, Ben. And, uh, you know, I see Ben and then I see Hoff. So, so what do you, it just reminds me, what do you like people to cheer for you on the race course? Like go Hoff or Ben or what? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've gotten pretty used to the Hoff. I mean, I feel like that that's definitely something I respond well to. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a nickname that was there from the beginning. So, but honestly, any cheering is great. Um, uh, it's funny though. I, I'm sure everyone's like this, but I don't always hear it. You know, sometimes if it's like an isolated area, you know, I'll, I'll hear yeah, a cheer or something like that. But I mean, I'll get a lot of people after the race. that'll say things to me like, Oh, did you hear me yelling for you? And I'm like, I, I really did not, you know, um, I was in the zone and honestly I didn't hear it, especially if there's a bunch of people around, but that's, that's pretty normal, I think. Um, but yeah, any, any cheering is welcome. And uh, I always appreciate it. I can attest to that because I've seen you race in person many times at this point now. And I'm like, I was, I'm like, Oh, does Ben like, like, does Ben like, is he annoyed that I'm yelling at him like super hard? But I know you're just yes, like, I am. Yes. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's super focused. I think I, we talked about this last time, but, but I've only been able to like crack one reaction from you probably out of like 10 times yelling at you 10 different races. I've only been able to crack one little, like one little facial reaction. That was Kona last year. And I'll, I'll never forget that, bro. You know, so yeah, I think I am getting a little bit softer that way in my old age, where you know, but it is partially too just a mindset thing where I feel like, yeah, just staying engaged with you know, trying to do my very best. And I think we all know what that's like, too. You're riding that edge of like you feel like you could have a catastrophic failure at any moment in an Ironman. Um, and so you don't want to get like too, I guess, yeah, un unfocused and you know, give up on like the mission of, of staying really engaged with like doing your best in every second that you're out there. Um, so I think that's where it comes from for me. And yeah, I've never been one to like celebrate early. Like people stick their hands out and they want to high five. And I'm like, uh, this is like mile 13, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that could go wrong between here and the finish line. And I don't want to pretend like, um, I've got this in the bag or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is. Yeah. We, we get excited when we see you. I, I get, I get, oh, you know, I get overly excited in, in most situations anyway, but when I see you like 
kicking ass. It's super fun to watch. And it's just, it's fun to watch anyway, because, you know, I'm a fan, you know, like, just like everyone else that's watching out here and, and everyone that watches the sport and watches it live. It's pretty cool because, because, um, you know, when I see you running and just like, it's so phenomenal to watch anyway, you guys are just hauling ass so fast, especially on the run. It's easier to like, you know, kind of get in your face a little bit and just yell, but you know, I'll keep doing it. I'm not going to stop. Um, <laughs> so... Like I said, I appreciate any and all cheering. So keep it going. Yeah. So we got, um, we got Doug. So let's talk about Lake Placid. Doug's racing Lake Placid. Uh, good luck to you, Doug. I hope the train is going well. Um, so, so Ben, you're you're you you live in Tucson most of the time. You're actually in Utah right now. You're 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 putting a solid training block. Although I did see on your Instagram like you have you you're dodging some weather out there at the moment, um, which yeah. has got to be pretty fun. But what like what's your what's your what's like a, a an average like an average day for you, like at, as you're training for this event. I mean, cause this is your full-time job. You do have two kids, wife, um, you know, other obligations and stuff. Um, like how do you just in a nutshell, is it, is it getting, is, are you pretty dialed in with your schedule? Is it, is every, is it, does it vary day to day or, you know, what does it look like for you? Well, like you said, I'm normally in Tucson, Arizona. We're up in park city for a couple of months this summer just to get out of the heat and to do a little bit of altitude and, we had an opportunity because I'm connected with uh, USAT's Project Podium. I'm doing some guiding for a paratriathlete this year, and he's based up here. So, um, yeah, we decided to, to take a you know an opportunity, come up here and spend a couple months. And yeah, it's a great. It's actually a great question that you're asking right now because it's it's funny. I just left my training zone in Tucson, which is like where I have everything dialed. I mean, I have a swim group there. I have a I have two pools that are really close to my house. I can just ride my bike over to either of them. I have a group that I swim with there and then I do swims on my own at a different pool. They're both right there. It's super convenient. Hardly any energy outlay. There's group rides twice a week that I do on Tuesday mornings and Saturday mornings. And those are usually into my long rides. And I have running paths and people to run with. And just like, I know my system there and it's pretty dialed. So the structure for me typically is Monday. I'll wake up early. I'll go swim usually about 4,000 yards. Then I'll come home, have a little bit of food, get on the bike for two to two and a half hours. Um, and then I usually have a short run, something like four or five miles Tuesday, long ride, um, 120, 130 miles, and then a short run off the bike, four miles. Um, and then an easy afternoon swim, something like two to 3000 yards Wednesday morning sprint set 4,000 total. Um, then I have a hard run on Wednesday, 12 to 13 miles with like fast speed work in it. Uh, and then an easy spin in the afternoon and Thursday, uh, morning swim again, 4,000, kind of a combo set, a lot of kicking. And then I go into usually a four hour ride. That's really aerobic. And, uh, and then I have a weightlifting session. Um, so no run that day. And then Friday, hard swim in the morning for four to four, four to five K. Um, and then I have kind of an aerobic six to eight mile run usually. And another easy spin Saturday, big ride. Um, another like 140, 150 mile ride with about four miles, sometimes five miles off the bike. Sunday, long run, usually tempo work in that. Um, another easy swim, two to three K and then a weightlifting session. So it's a lot. I mean, it's about 30, that's 32, a, 35 hours. That's a lot of ton. Do you, yeah. do you ever like, oh, I got to take a nap during the day or what? 
Yeah, sometimes. I mean, if I can, if I have the ability to do it, but like you said, I have two kids. And so now I feel like the times when I would have been resting, I usually want to go do something with them. And I try to help Kelsey out because she's been kind of carrying that load, um, you know, the rest of the time. They did start preschool this year, which is helpful. It kind of built, you know, a little more structure <laughs> into our schedule. Um, but to back to your original question, I'm in Park City right now and it's beautiful here, but the weather is kind of crazy. And it's been a long, like extended spring with a lot of weather, like a lot of rain. And the swim groups are different here. The entire, you know, setup, figuring out where I am is like different. So it's been a little bit jumbled actually this first week. Like I'm still getting it done, um, but it's like, yeah, more complicated. Like today was a great example. I went to the pool. I had a hard swim. We start the swim. Um, they have to add a lane for us because there's like a kid swim thing and they have too many people in the pool and it's like kind of a mess. And then because the kids are in the pool, we get 1500 meters into this thing and a kid poops in the pool and it's like, <laughs> like shut it down, shut it down. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, so I get out of the pool and they're like, it's going to be at least 30 minutes, maybe longer. And I'm like, OK, so I'll go have lunch whatever. And then I come back and then all of a sudden the pool is closed from 12 to 6 for some lifeguard training and whatever else. So if I go back, it'll be at like 6 p.m. tonight to do like a little more swimming. And I'm just like, I would never do this at home. Um, but I'm pretty neurotic and I like to have my training like done. So I probably will go back at 6 and just have like a little bit later dinner and whatever. But yeah, I'm trying to, as I get older, I'm just trying to have, make the focus on the process and having fun and be a little bit more flexible about everything because you just have to be in um, yeah. And just not be so attached to, yeah, being quite as, you know, I guess type Rigid. A as I was before. Yeah. Because it just doesn't really work out, especially with kids and, you know, other things going on and, uh, yeah, you just have to be flexible. Yeah. That's, that's word of the wise. I saw a comment Cheryl's asking. So like generally like no, no rest day then for you, or is the, the rest day like your easy days? Yeah, those are recovery days. I would call them active recovery. Like a Monday isn't hard for me. I don't feel like the swim is solid usually. So yeah, but swimming is different. I feel like you get out of the swim and like if you, even if you've done a hard swim and you, your body's kind of buzzing, right? It's not like you did a hard run where you're like, uh, I kind of, I feel a little bit beat up. Like my muscles took a, you know, a beating there. So yeah, the swim is definitely the hardest thing on Monday. The aerobic run is pretty light and easy. And then the ride is like just kind of spinning the legs for a couple hours. So that's, and Friday is pretty light the same way too. Um, but no, no rest days really. I, I feel like I've, I don't remember the last time I had like a zero day. Um, it's been a long time. And part of that is just, yeah, what I feel like my body responds best to. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, it's just not something that I, that I do and that my coach, I guess, believes that I need, but everyone's different. And I feel like, you know, I know a lot of people on here probably have full-time jobs. They have families too. And, um, it is really just kind of an energy equation where you have to figure out what works best for you. And sometimes taking, you know, a day off because you're stressed from work or because you want to do something with your family might actually give you a lot more energy for those workouts later. So yeah, it's just about figuring out wh what works best for you. So, so now that you have kids in preschool, um, like I, I'll just say I, we're friends. I got to ask you a, a candid question. Like, and, and you're, I don't know if the other parents, like how many of the other parents you know, or if they know like what you do for the li a living, I don't know if you show up in like, in like your garb, you, you know, <laughs> but like, do you just give them like, like, cause I, I only have, Leo is the only one in preschool still. And it's just like, a we've talked about this before, but it's just a cesspool. And like every once in a, a while I'll drop, I'll drop, I'll drop him off at school. 
and then like someone will be dropping off a kid and just like they're like coughing and snots coming out of their nose and i'm just like no you didn't like <laughs> yeah you're like here we go i'm gonna be ha i'm gonna have that in like two days from now yep, yeah exactly no it's pretty wild it's definitely been a roller coaster man and we yeah we went through i guess you know they started in january and i would say that first basically two months we were sick it felt like the whole time i mean I was still doing my training, but it was like, yeah, it was just. Yeah, do you just, it was, you just back it off a little bit and try to get it done? Or yeah, I mean, I pretty much still do everything, but it's usually, yeah, sometimes you have to modify some of the intense stuff or you just don't feel as good or whatever. But yeah, you just kind of power through unless it's something that like really knocks you on your butt. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's just part of the thing. They have to go through it. It's what it, you know, it's what it is. And it's crazy. Cause we we're we're the people, we're the parents that try to be responsible where we show up and we're like, like Kelsey will text the teacher or whatever and be like, Oh, Julian has like a little bit of a runny nose or something. And they're like, unless they're, you know, like basically <laughs> at death's door, they're like, bring them in, you know, like it's, it's pretty crazy. They just don't really seem to care. And I mean, yeah, it is. It's just part of it. I think they have to do it. Everyone says this, you know, for their immune system to develop yeah. properly, they have to go through it. And unfortunately we're, you know, we're a casualty as well, but totally. it's, uh, it's all worth it. Oh, I mean, totally. I love it. It's a great time. I try to, I try to, I'm like, how do I, how do I teach them earlier that washing your hands, like every opportunity is like the best thing to do. You know, they come home and they look like black, you know? Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, and, and a testament to Ben's, like, I, he he's always down to work out. He loves working out. Like, you guys were out here in the spring, and it was like the total crap day, and it was just raining and windy as crap. And you're like, no, we're, let's ride. I'll ride if you want to ride. I was like, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was miserable at the same time it was it was pretty dope you know which is pretty fun um yeah that's always cool I feel like when you get through those ones you're always pretty happy I had one yesterday where I could see on the radar I was like this might not go well and I was like but I have a three-hour ride and like I don't want to sit around and wait until like 4 p.m to do this three-hour ride or something so I went out and it was unfortunately it was quite cold as well it was like in the 40s um and oh, raining wow. and uh I got really cold man like for basically two hours i was just shivering the entire time on the bike and uh that's probably not you know to be you know it's not the most advised thing to do but at the same time you get done with it you get home like it started to get sunny at the end of the ride and i was like i'm glad i did this now in a way like it's kind of sucked while i was doing it but then also you feel like you accomplished something and um it is that sort of type two fun so yeah i'm like you said i'm always pretty down to go out and do it and um you know if you're going to be dumb you better be tough <laughs> yeah for sure um, yeah, if you guys didn't see that, if you guys don't follow Ben, um, look him on, uh, on Instagram. I'm, I know all, I know everyone on Team Zoo follows you for sure, but if you don't, you're off the team. I'll kick him off, but you should follow Ben Good. if you're on Instagram because he puts some cool, like relatable content on there. It's, and it's fun to see you. Um, it's fun to see you uh, uh, working out and doing all your stuff. Although I, I do, you know, I do get a little like perturbed every time I see your mustache lately on the, on the Instagram. So we'll, have to, we'll talk about that a little bit. I yeah, know. it won't last long. Kelsey won't allow it. So, I mean, I'm just kind of enjoying this, like, yeah, small window of time where she hasn't gotten too annoyed with it yet. Um, but I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be gone probably next week. So enjoy it while you can. Enjoy it while you can. That's, uh, that's right. Are you going to, are you going to shave it for, um, are you going to shave it for the race or what? Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, it, it'll probably be gone before that. Um, yeah, unless I notice that it starts to give me some kind of special power in my training. Um, yeah, 
but otherwise I would assume it'll be gone before Lake Placid. But I actually have, I'm doing a race in Long Beach. Um, I'm guiding a, you know, a race there the weekend before Lake Placid. So kind of during my taper. Oh, is that the USAT event? It's a, it's a world triathlon. Yeah. It's like a para tri event. So, um, I'm guiding the athlete and we're going to be at the Paris test event also in August and then world champs in Panavedra, Spain in September. So we'll be in Europe a little bit in the back half of the year. Um, <laughs> Dude, you, you have to, you got We got to link up when you're in Long Beach for sure. Sp- get a, spend an extra day. Let's go. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's kind of tough because I will be getting like that final push for Lake Placid or that taper period. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be out there quite, you know, like for, I think that the race is on a Friday or something like that. And then back, back here to Utah. And then we'll leave probably on like Wednesday to pop out to, to Lake Placid, which I'm really excited about. I mean, we kind of touched on it a few times. We haven't really talked about it yet, but it's like one of my favorite races. It's like when the weather's good in Lake Placid, it's like the quintessential, you know, North American summer kind of getaway town, I feel like. And, you know, this will be the first time, obviously I haven't been there since 2011, I raced it twice in 2010, 2011, and uh, this will be what 12, 13 years later um, that we'll be back. And obviously, we have two young kids now, so I'm really looking forward to not only the race, but also just having some family time there and watching cool the kids run around and splash around the lake because they love water. And yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. Just fingers crossed that we get like some sunny days. Yeah, um, right. That's, a, it that's awesome. Kinda, yeah, it can be kind of wet and rainy and gnarly too sometimes. So you did it too. So you said 2011 was your last. Yeah, 2010, 2011, I raced it. So, so yeah, were you like in this in this era? Is this is this that era? What what are we looking at here? This young Hoffman, this young this young strapping man with his whole life ahead of him, right here. <laughs> you know, honestly, don't, you don't. You know, listen. This is to everyone watching. Don't hang out and don't like. If you see Ben in like Lake Placid when he's like fit, when he's like ready to race an Ironman, it's like seeing him in Kona. It just like, you're like, dude, you got to chill out. He's all like yoked up and he's like cut up and he's all like vascular. And every time I see him, I'm just like, all right. Okay, cool. That's awesome. But you look pretty much the same. I mean, your face, your face looks a little like, a like, I mean, we have a mustache on, but I mean, you look pretty much the same as 2011 and, and your, and your times are pretty much consistent. So like going into Lake Placid, is that something that gives you confidence? Like knowing like, Hey, I, like you've had a, like a, a bitching career. It's not over yet. And you, you still got a lot of good races ahead of you, but like your times are still super consistent to what they were when it, some of them are even better. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, some of my fastest races have come, you know, in the last, I don't know, three or four years of my career, I guess. And um, yeah, definitely, I would say 2019 Kona was one of my, you know, best performances there ever. I mean, 802 uh, on, a, on a tougher day. I On the two years when it's been like really easy, like 2018, when it was like dead calm and no wind and pretty not super hot. And then again, last year, I didn't have great, I wasn't there in 2018 because I was injured. And then, two, you know, last year, I just didn't have a great race. I was kind of had some gut issues and just didn't, didn't really reach my potential in a day. So I feel like, yeah, but, but my fastest races have been relatively recent, even last year winning Texas. I mean, that was, you know, a sub eight performance and I think I'm capable. I think I'm capable of doing a good time. And Lake Placid is one of those races where you kind of know what the benchmarks are. Like for me, if you look through the history of time there, of course, weather plays a role, but like 
you swim around 50 minutes and it is an easier swim in general. I mean, it's got, you've got, you know, um, it's a pretty straightforward swim. And, um, I think they still probably have the underwater cable there, which is like super easy to, you know, sight on. Um, but yeah, anyway, the swim is around 50 minutes. You have a longer run to T, you know, to T1, but the bike, if you can do around four and a half hours to 435, um, you're riding well there. And then if you can back it with a strong run, something under sub, you know, sub 250, um, in the pro race, you're going to be like in the mix. And I feel like those are kind of like goals of mine to target that where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to worry about too, too much about who's there and whatever else, but I'm actually going to kind of focus on some time goals for this one and see if I can, you know, do that. And I feel like for the marathon, especially it's kind of a deceptively hard marathon where, um, if you, yeah, if you're strong in the back half of that one, you can really make up some time. So my goal is to run like as close to 245 or maybe under. And I do think I'm a better runner now than I was back in 2010 and 11. So yeah, I'm optimistic about it. I feel like I have at least one or two really good Ironmans left in me. And uh, hopefully this is one of them. When you, so when you're talking about 245, I mean, it's a pretty rolly course, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, when you're down on river road, it's relatively flat, but even there's some undulation, but it's mostly in town. You have um, you know, a couple of climbs in there. And especially on that second lap, when you come back into town, there's a pretty significant hill that kind of, you know, you work up, you know, before you make the right to go out and then come back in to finish by the oval. And that hill is like, yeah, it seems way bigger and harder um, on that <laughs> second lap than it really is. But yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a super fast run course. Um, yeah, in general. So, and after the bike ride too, the bike is tough. It's kind of, you know, got a fair bit of elevation. It kind of keeps coming at you the whole time on both laps. So I feel like that's part of it too, is just that you end up running that marathon on kind of tired legs, maybe more tired than you would in another Ironman. Um, but yeah, that's why it's critical to fuel, right. And just kind of pace correctly. And that's why I'm going to focus on that. Cause I feel like guys might ride crazy fast on the first lap and then slow down or push the bike really hard. And then they're going to pay for it in the last 10 miles of the run. And hopefully I'm, you know, charging hard at that point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. So when I, we talked about, I, I kind of just, I'm like, stuff is coming to my head as you're talking and you're talking about running. And, and I remember a conversation we had, and I, I think it's pretty cool. I kind of want to share it with the team about like, when you realize that you could run fast, like when, remember, do you remember that conversation we had? Yeah, I think. For me, what I remember, um, I mean, a lot of my development in the last few years, I owe it to Ryan Bolton, my coach. I mean, he's kind of come from that background where he was a great runner himself. And then he's coached some East African runners. And basically anyone who's ever worked with him ends up running a lot faster just, you know, by doing the training that he gives. But um, it was actually before that. It was 2013, no, 2014. And I was at Ironman Coeur d'Alene and I was coming back to defend my title there. I'd won the race in 2013. And unfortunately on the second lap of the bike course, <clears throat> I was trying to pass an age gripper and it was a windy day on the bike. And this age gripper kind of caught a gust of wind and they were, they weren't in great control of their bike. And as I was passing, I, and I ran right at the back of them and there was nowhere to go because there was oncoming traffic immediately across the center line. Um, so, you know, it wasn't an option to like duck way left. And I just, and I had no time to react. I just went right at the back of them and my rear, my front tire hit their cassette and just shredded my front tire. Like, um, Did and they went down. we both crashed, but it wasn't like neither of us got super hurt. Um, both of us were pretty much fine and he hung out, you know, and we chatted and, he tried to help me. I tried to help him. And I was able to put a tube in 
And when I blew it up, it came out, it came bubbling through the hole of my shredded tire. And I was like, I was like, well, it's kind of holding. I was like, it's not going to hold very long. I rode another five miles and it blew again. And then I had to wait for a, a neutral wheel. So I lost like 12 minutes on the, on the bike. Um, but I was like, I'm not done fighting. I want to get my Kona spot here. I don't want to do another Ironman because it was already in late June at that point, you know? So I got off the bike and I was way down and I was like, I'm just going to drill it and just see what happens. You know, like I have nothing to lose here. And I ran like 243, which was way faster than I'd ever run before. And I ran right back up to third place, which is what I needed to qualify. And I nearly caught second place. Like he, I was coming down Sherman Avenue and it was like, he was looking over his shoulder and I nearly caught him. Um, so that was really awesome. And I just was like, Oh, I can run like a super fast marathon, you know? Um, and I didn't always run them fast after that, you know, there's still some slow ones in there, but it definitely opened my mind and opened my eyes to the fact that like I could do that. And, um, yeah. And then it's just been kind of a progression from there. So hopefully, you know, again, I can unleash something fast there because it does seem like the critical thing, especially at Placid. Like if you can run again, anything under 250 usually puts you in a good spot there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's you know, I, I I listen to you guys talk about your times and your running and your your goals and I'm like, I, I just hope to finish before it's like dark. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you guys are usually like coming in the shoot as I'm like going out for the marathon. Um, that's usually what happens. So it's a whole different ball game. But I don't run, I just shuffle. But it is a, amazing to watch um, to watch you guys just drill it. And you obviously have a way different mindset than, than most of the, the average average uh, athletes out there, which is pretty cool. Um, any any other, like, just, like, key piece of advice for anyone doing Placid? Like, what would you tell them? Uh, I mean, I would come prepared for, like, bad weather. I mean, it seems like every so often, actually, with some frequency, you know, it can be rainy and cold. And if it is, they'll probably still run the event and run the full event. So, yeah, be prepared for like kind of a cold, wet bike, um, because that obviously can be something that really throws people off. So bring, bring the warm weather gear, be prepared for that. And, uh, and if it is cold, still make sure that you fuel and hydrate. I mean, a lot of people tend to not do that. Um, but you're, you're actually potentially need more calories sometimes when it's cold like that, because your body is working so hard just to stay warm on top of the energy output to ride. So, yeah, um, I would say that for sure. And then again, like I kind of mentioned, it's a two loop bike course. They're both really challenging. Um, so take the opportunity to fuel properly on the bike because the marathon will creep on you that back half of the marathon. I mean, this is all kind of true for any Ironman event, but I, I feel like especially there when, when things come undone, they're usually on that second lap of the run. And it's usually in like that final quarter of the run there, because the way the run is that you run out river road. Um, it feels easy, especially on the first lap going out, um, the first six miles are like pretty straightforward and fast and you feel great. Um, and then even that, I guess it would be like miles 13 to 19, maybe feel, you know, reasonable. But then after that, it can get pretty ugly if you haven't fueled and if you've like blown your wad on the bike. So yeah, just keep that in the back of your mind and be mentally prepared too. that. Like when you come back into town, I mean, I believe this, I think I looked at the course again this year and it's the same as it was back when I did it. But when you come back into town on that second lap of the run, you come on that hill and it's tough through town and you feel like you're kind of getting there. And I mean, you know, because you know the mileage, but it's sort of a mental like F you a little bit where you come back into town and like the oval is right there where you finish on your left, but you have to go out 
by the way. <laughs> and like, they kind of mess with you a little bit. So, and they're like, just kidding, you're not done yet. So um, yeah, just have like a mental strategy for, you know, uh, for dealing with that. Cause it is, I remember it being quite tough where you're like, man, I am ready to be done and it's right there, but like, I still have to go way out here and then back. Um, but yeah, enjoy it, you know, stay relaxed, enjoy, enjoy being there. It really is like a special iconic event. And I don't know if any of it's true, the rumblings you hear, but I'm not sure if it'll be around forever. So yeah, you know, really enjoy it, especially if you, if you're signed up and you're going this year, cause it might be one of the final ones. If, uh, if they aren't able to like figure out all the, the details around, you know, keeping the community happy and everything else. Yeah. And if you're, and if you are one of the ones going, uh, make sure you yell at Ben, he might not hear you, but he, he subconsciously <laughs> could hear you give him the, give him the cheers of encouragement, which is pretty cool. Just like, just like you guys like on the, on the course, it is a, it is a beautiful place and it is kind of remote. Um, it's hard to get to, but it's, it's, the, it's one of the best courses I would say on the circuit. Um, pretty close to my court, a cord lane or maybe a whistler, right? Um, awesome. All right, Ben. So we got the para Olympic test event. You're going for that. You guys crushed it a few weeks, like a, what was that, a month ago? Yeah, we were in Yokohama for that race, and that was good because I made a mistake in the first race we did in Tasmania, and I did an extra lap on the bike. Um, we'd actually asked the technical delegates in the middle of the race. We were like, how many laps have we done? Because I was like – I'm used to doing eight hour races, man. And this thing is like an hour long. And I'm like, there's no way we've done six laps already or five laps, you know? And they were like, you've done five. You have one more to go. And I was like, just like I thought. So we did one more lap and it turned out that was an extra lap. It was actually number seven. Um, they had counted wrong for everyone in the race actually, but it was still our fault. I wasn't running a Garmin, you know, or anything like that. So it was really on me, but we had traveled all the way to Tasmania to do this race and I totally blew it. And so it was nice to get some redemption in Yokohama and prove that we are like one of the top five teams in the world and, you know, potentially vying for a medal in Paris 2024. So yeah, it's exciting, man. It's opened my eyes to a whole new world. Um, yeah, it's really, really special actually. And, um, I think we're only going to continue to improve. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought this might be one of my final seasons of racing, um, professionally, but it looks like for sure through the end of next year, I'll be, be at it. So nice. You guys are just probably just ripping on that tandem, huh? Just dominating. God. Yeah, it's fun unless you're going uphill, man. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> you guys super fast. But yeah, it's it's weird too. Like you're used to I mean, it does take quite a bit of practice, you know, especially the technical stuff, because yeah, intuitively I just think like I'm like, I'm on my bike. I'm like just gonna hit this corner this way, you know. I'm like, I'm just gonna do it like I do when I'm on my bike and I have total confidence and control and then I'm like, oh wait a minute. I'm like there's another person that weighs like 150 pounds in the back of this thing, you know, and, uh, it's the, and you feel responsible too. like the two races we've done have been really wet and there's been a ton of crashes in them and like knock on wood, we didn't go down in either of them. Um, so, but you feel like this crazy sense of responsibility where you're like, man, if I crash this thing, it's like, yeah, it's going to be both of us, you know, not only is it going to affect our race result and I'm going to feel bad that way, but like just from a physical health and safety standpoint, like, you have a lot, like a lot riding on your shoulders to keep both of you safe and, um, yeah, to navigate the course, you know, in a responsible manner. So it's cool. I mean, I feel like I'm up for the challenge and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where, where it takes us. Hopefully, like I said, for, you know, a shot at a medal in 2024. Yeah. That's a cool, that's a cool thing you're doing, which is, which is awesome. What, so what bike are you riding for Lake Placid? Your, your, your like your boomy bike or the one that has more of a traditional triangle? It's still TBD, actually. Um, that that course has enough climbing that I'm going to consider riding the P5 disc. But 
the reason I ride the PX is because I just the way I can carry my nutrition on that works so well. I can refill that internal bladder that I built into it, um, you know, and I can just use that for water the whole bike ride. And that's really convenient. And then I can carry my nutrition kind of between the arms there and sip off of that bottle. So I really like that um, from that standpoint. And truthfully, aerodynamically in the wind tunnel, I tested literally within a watt on those bikes. So it doesn't matter aerodynamically. It's more of a weight thing. The PX does weigh a little bit more um, on the order of like a pound and a half, which is not a ton, but like it's enough to where you would consider potentially riding a lighter bike for, uh, you know, for a course like that, that has a lot of climbing. But I have them both here with me in Park City. There's a ton of climbing here and I'm going to just kind of take them both out see see what feels right to me and if i can figure out a way to carry my nutrition properly um on the p5 disc you know that doesn't seem like it's going to be a problem then i'll probably end up on that but you know we all know that like the nutrition is the fourth discipline and like you really have to nail it right like if you don't eat and fuel and hydrate properly if you're an ironman you might as well not even do it because you have no chance um so yeah it's i'm happy to prioritize that over a little bit of weight if it comes to it well, just uh, just shave your mustache. That's like probably a half pound right there. You're you're golden, right? Like I said, as long as it <laughs> as long as I don't find out that it gives me special powers, then yeah, I'll take it off before race day. Uh, all right. Well, Ben, thanks so much for joining us. And if you guys are, are watching later, um, and if you have any comments, you know, go go, Ben. Please, I think you know Ben is just like anyone else, except for he's a bit faster than all you guys. Um, but he still likes the encouragement. So please give him all the encouragement, comment on his post, you know, like go Ben, you know, like his stuff. It's pretty cool to, you know, get that community going. And um, we'll leave today. Um, well, let's see, is um, Andrea Gardner still on the chat? So if you are, post a comment and say, I'm here. And if you are, you're going to get, you're going to get, two VIP passes since you're going to Lake Placid. Um, and then you could, you could give them out. So if you're there, ah, oh, she's there. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um, so this obviously it could be for you, Andrea, but it, it, it could be for someone that's cheering. I got two passes. So uh, what I'm going to need you to do is email our, our boy Quinn at uh, team zoot at zootsports.com And, um, and give me first and last names of two people along with uh, email addresses. So you could, oh, so if it's you and your husband, I think if the kids are under like, what, like seven? What is it, Ben? If they're under like seven, I don't think they, they don't count. They don't need a ticket. So um, you and your husband. So send me your email addresses and your husband's first name. And uh, you guys get VIP. That, that way you have um, private, um, private parties. You don't have to. You don't have to go in like the Gen Pop porta potties at the, <laughs> at the start of the race, which is which is pretty. That's like a, that's a pro perk, right? To like race as a pro, it's like you guys have like your own separate thing. You know, you don't have to wait in line. Yeah, like we do. Yeah, pro, pro portos. Yeah, which is <laughs> nice. Um, a few other things we get. We do kind of like get to go to the front of the line sometimes, which you feel mixed about. Like even at Alcatraz, like they had, they told us specifically. You know, in the pro meeting, they're like. Well, it's kind of chaotic in the morning there. Like you get on these buses, then you go over to the boat and you load up on the boat and then they take out to the island. And like, they specifically told us, they're like, when you guys set up your transition, just whenever you're done, like make your way to the front of the lines for the buses, which, you know, like there's, they're not crazy lines, but like there's people standing in line and like they've paid money to be there. And 
you get to the front of the line, you're just kind of like, oh, I feel kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, no, I, I, <laughs> like, like, I was like, I was like, we're supposed to like go to the front. And the guy, I mean, there was a guy that was in the group and he was like, he's like, you mean cutting? And I was like, I was like, yeah, basically. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to use that strategy to get on the bus. No, no, they told me to get to the front. <laughs> They, I mean, they did. So, yeah. But anyway, you do get special treatment sometimes, I guess. Um, but I, I mean, the difference is, I guess, that we're also racing for a living and yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and trying to be, you know, the fastest on course. But it is cool. You know, we actually aren't really that different. Like you said, we're just a little bit faster. Um, uh, maybe uh, more than a little bit. Maybe look more than a little bit. You're a lot, kind of a, a lot of bit faster. Your, your yeah. bad race is like, Every time I uh, ugh, I had a bit race, and you're like, oh, I got top ten, and I went like eight twelve. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, or something? Like, dude, that's pretty gnarly. Um, yeah, to seeing you. Guys. So, yeah, there's a dog outside my window taking a poop. So we're ending on poop today, talking about porta potties and. Um... <laughs> yeah, and my swim that got cut short today because a kid pooped in the pool. So yeah, a lot of poop going on on Friday, I guess, huh? Are your both your both your kids are out of diapers now, right? Is Julian uh, is Julian still night, diapers? Nighttime. He's still wearing one. Yep. No, not 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 trained yet. So he's still in the weeds a little bit. That's okay. I still have to wipe one one behinds too. You know, at home. Yeah. So I feel you, bro. So <laughs> the thing is, we're trying not to like wish it all away. You know, like that's yeah. the thing. Like there's certain things that you do want to change like that, but then we're also like, oh they're getting bigger and like it's going fast and like we're not trying to be like let's just get through this you know we're trying to be like oh it's pretty cool actually it is tough and they are their personalities are changing a lot now and uh they're getting more independent and pushing back a little bit more so we're kind of like what happened like this is like (laughs) things are going pretty good for a while and now they're like getting to be a little bit a little bit of like uh yeah they're kind of punks now but anyway it's all good, man. Yeah, they're, great, they're great kids. So. Yeah. All right. We'll give you love to the family. We thank you for joining. And everyone, give Ben a virtual high five. Um, good luck at Lake Placid. You got a lot of, you got a, a lot of people behind you cheering for you. So Appreciate uh, it. Good to be on here and talk with everyone. And, uh, yeah, good luck to everyone in their seasons, too. I'm stoked to be part of, uh, part of the team. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Take it easy.